This is CliffCentral.com. Richard, are we on track with the financial pack for my presentation to the board next week? Well, hopefully. The team's very short-staffed, and it's taking such a long time to find a suitable financial manager for the division. We're way behind on all our forecasts and reporting. Why don't you speak to the finance team? They're a consultancy that can help you with an experienced interim financial manager. You can have somebody to help you almost immediately. They'll hit the ground running with no long-term contracts and no upfront placement fees. Go to thefinanceteam.co.za. Welcome to our Business Masterclass. I'm Richard Angus, CEO of the Finance Team, your part-time financial executive solution. Joining me in studio as part of our panel, as always, is Safia Boulay of New Habits, Making Shift Happen. How's it, Richard? Last week, we spoke to Taryn Sido on the whole question of the glue of business. How do you break down those internal silos? Great show. Download it from our website if you have a moment. Today's theme is how we go about establishing customer communities. Joining us in studio is our guest, Adam Rabinovitz, tech entrepreneur, author, and radio show co-host. Welcome, Adam. Thanks, Richard. Thanks for having me back again. Always great to have you in studio with us. So why the whole question of a customer community? Why do we even care about a customer community? If, if you look at where uh, where we are with customer communities, this is this is now the, the, the brand new science and almost the holy grail of, of kind mm-hmm. of cracking customer loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been studying business science for almost 100 years. We haven't quite got it, but we know a lot more than we did before. Uh, and this whole idea of customer communities is relatively new. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a profound thing because as 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 we now know, it's not up to the organization to promote their brand. Mm-hmm. Your brand takes its own life once mm-hmm. it leaves your hands and enters the social space. Yeah. Um, and your brand now has its own life as people discuss mm-hmm. uh, what your brand and your product are all about. So it's no longer about you telling customers what your product is about. It's about customers believing from their peers yeah. what to buy. Um, you don't go to an organization's website to make a buying decision. Mm. You ask your friends first. At the bra. Yeah, mm. yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and on the social pages. So, so it's no longer you know I'm I'm, I'm looking for this. You go on a website and you say I'm, I'm looking for something, yeah. and people will, re- will respond and say use this guy, go go there. Um, peer recommendations have become almost all it's about. Um, they account for they account for more more buying decisions, and they have more weight than than advertising spend. So, um, the customer community is about developing a loyal community of customers who are captive in a way um, and are loyal to your brand and your product. Uh, That almost guarantees, um, you know, long-term customer commitment and and customer growth. So if you can crack that, definitely it's it's now what what, um, uh, the the, the new sort of social science is focusing on. Mm. So, mm, so, so Adam, there's there's a thin line between building customer loyalty and customer retention. And I think people get those two very, very confused. Everyone is now saying, so you've got, what is it, Voyager Miles or whatever it is that you have. Yeah. Is that the same as customer loyalty? Is that customer retention? And what's the difference between the two? It's, 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 um, uh, it's customer loyalty in inverted commas on paper. Okay. Mm. Because although I've got points, I'm not necessarily going to come back to you. Okay. Mm. Um, what, what we were, what we were uh, reading up about and what, what more and more people are writing about is that people, your customers will stay with you. Um, if you can establish an emotional connection, mm. if they really love your brand, mm. you know, people know me for, for being an Apple fanatic just because I love, you know, the design, the funkiness, the, the fact that it works mm. as, as well as being, and there are other brands that do that. Yeah. Um, but I like the brand. Therefore, my first buying decision when it comes to new tech is going to be, let's look at Apple first. And if Apple yeah. can't deliver, then I'll go somewhere else reluctantly. Mm. So it's about dropping from the head down to the heart. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. You, you don't, you don't, most buying decisions are made on emotion, not logic. Mm. And yet we pursue logic when we're sitting in the corporate headquarters. In the, in the corporate, <laughs> absolutely. Exa- exactly. And I was going to, I was going to say, there, there was, 
an article that Harvard Business Review did where they talk about the different levels of customer value propositions and how you engage. And the bottom, when I say the bottom, so the the furthest advanced, Mm. okay, they talked about where you're helping customers build their social capital, which I I found Mm. an interesting way of, of using that terminology. And then they said, that is helping them build and expand valuable support groups and communities around the things they interact with. And I was going, wow. So, so, so it's almost like, you know, back in the day, the, the cult status, (laughs) your, your product is now into the, you know, the following. Yeah. You know, it's, these are the, Apple users, and I mean, I, I guess as you've raised it, it's a vi- that's an interesting community to look at. But now, look, look at look at Apple. Talking about Apple users, no longer Apple users, it's Apple promoters. Hmm. Because you get somebody driving around in a clapped out twenty five year old Toyota with an Apple sticker on the back. Hmm. Because yeah. as you buy a new Apple tech, they come with a little sticker for you to put somewhere. Oh. And, really? and the, oh, you've not seen that on the back I of cars. I didn't get my Apple sticker. <laughs> you need to go. Oh, you, you need to unpack to. the box a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's not about it's not about customer loyalty now. It's, it's about almost these brand fanatics. Okay. Mm. Um, and this idea of captivate, captivating a customer community. Now, if you, if you take where the social the, um, the, the social networking began, um, Facebook was one very broad social community for everybody to connect with. Um, but it's not niche. People can talk about anything to anyone. The more you you niche your your customer communities, the more valuable they become. Um, and what, what Richard said about, about this, this, this level four of, of customer engagement being no longer about the product, no longer about the brand, but helping customers almost self-actualize by building their social mm. capital. And Ask teenagers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Ask teenagers what the most important thing to them is. And it's going to be how their friends see them on social network. Mm. So this idea of helping people build their social capital is huge. Yeah. Mm. Now, I mean, when, when you're building a customer community. I mean, for me, there, there's a few steps that, that are part of that process. I mean, for me, the first one is you've got to know who these people are that you're building around you in terms of your community. Yeah. Um, and you've got to be able to speak their language. Uh, and I think that for me is, is always a question. So, so how do you know who these people are and how do you know how to address them? I mean, how do you, how do you go about figuring that out? If you're trying to build, you know, it's easy to be in a community. It's what do you do? You know, we're looking at this from the other side. How do you create a community and help generate a community if you haven't got one in yeah. your environment? I think the motive for that has to be very carefully thought out because you can't like sit down one, one day and think, well, I want to, I want to make a million dollars. Therefore, I'm going to start with this customer community. How do I build one? Um, it, it's got to be from, in my point of view, and I, I, I stand to be challenged on this. You've got to first have your own product and have a clear direction of who you're aiming at and why. Mm. Not only who, but why. Um, at Imaginate, we've got a number of different products, but we're very careful about which ones we throw into this social community mm. um, because not all of them have the same relevance. Mm. Once you do that uh, and you understand what people are, are you know, what community you're creating, what people are going to talk about and why you're creating the community, you can then target who you bring in um, and, and how you attract those people to become part of the community because you've had millions of emails going through your box that you've ignored. And you've had thousands and thousands of requests from people on social networks that you've ignored. And so the number of of messages coming your way, uh, invitations to join different communities are huge. Mm. Um, You have to be very, very specific. And your your message, your your value proposition as to what it's going to do for the people you're aiming at has got to be significant. Mm. Yeah, and if I get invited to yet another Network 21 event, I think I'm going to shoot myself. (laughs) Now, we, we, we all have these... Networks or perceived networks that are are out there. 
I guess for me, one of the things that, that drives whether I'm into a community or not is whether participating in the community helps me, let me call it transact and interact in a quick, painless, effortless engagement. Because at the end of the day, the reason I want to be part of a community is I want to be able to make informed decisions easier and with greater insight and, and greater comfort. So I've reduced my, let's call it decision stress level mm. because I've, I've had some recommendations. People have suggested I've thought about this. You know, I've, I've had, let's call it, and you've got to be careful here about group think or co- and collective think. Yeah. But I've had a little bit of a collective thinking capability around me. So, you know, for me, to get into that community, if you make my transactions quick and painless because I'm now part of your inner circle, hey, I'm I'm with you. You know, the I'll, I'll use an example of of a maybe a, it is a community, maybe it isn't. But one thing that I absolutely am amazed at is when you engage with Microsoft with their cloud solutions that they that they're building, you log on with your email address and your password. But every time you go back into their world, all they need, all they need from you is that identifier and you're in. It's like your Apple ID. Mm. Okay. And by, so you can hear from me. I'm not, I'm not saying to my about my Apple. I'll also talk to Microsoft. And my, I just love the fact that my Apple ID, my Microsoft ID allows for them to very quickly know who I am and what I need to do. Now, let me contrast this. I'm going to name and shame <laughs> with our dear friends at, say it for me, study, Mangwanani Spa. Uh, I was going to go with MTN. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mangwanani. They uh, ran a special yeah. two weeks ago, uh, a week ago. And um, I get the uh, I get this notification of the special that's there. And I log on. Oh, I go to their website. Um and trying to check it, I got the special. I got it into the cart eventually after trying for 20 minutes with slow response time eventually, website crashing a few times. Got it into the cart. Do you think I could pay for it? Oh, well. It was a nightmare. And I'm going, hold on a second. You just asked me to log in, give you all of my details, my cell numbers, my email addresses, all this. I'm now giving you my personal information that's going to make me part of your community and make me part of who who you are and we are now part of our the inner sanctum of customers. And now you can't even get it right to get me to check out properly. And that's, that's, I, that's one of the most critical touch points where, where people literally will, will walk away and never come back again. Well, I did walk away. Mm. Okay. And I went back in at like 11.30 on that Friday night because it was a one-day special. And I had an event that I had to go to, got back from the event, and in I went. And I said, you know, I now want to check out. Luckily, the special was still in my bar, in the end basket, and I could then interact. But my whole point was simply, you know, make transactions quick and painless. Mm. If you're going to do a special, make sure you've got the p- capacity to, in your community. Make sure and, – and remember, this is a targeted special. You couldn't select the item from the general list of stuff on the, on the, um, you know, in the site. You actually had to have the link that they email you to get to the item, to get it into your shopping cart. You couldn't just pick it from the shelf. So it was exclusive to the people on the list. You know how many people are on the list, guys. You should be able to take 
that many people engaging with you, if your website can't handle it, you're not doing your community any favors. Let, let's, let's extrapolate that one step further. So, so what they've done is, uh, you've, you've now highlighted what they did bad. What should they have done well if we're talking about maximizing the, the community? Mm. So if, if, if Mangunani belonged to, for example, a leisure group or a travel group that, that lots of people belonged to, belonged to, and there was a community, mm. um, your, your voice has a lot of power. Mm. You know, we all know that Richard makes a lot of noise when he gets on the radio. He's got mm. a lot of reach. So what what we should be doing is is, is sharing information, and this is now the value of the community. Um, people people join social networks not because they they like to to yabber, but be, uh, according to Gus Silber from from Smart Startups, people join these communities because they like to contribute. So mm. so if you think about what you enjoy most about about social networks, you enjoy being a part and mm-hmm. giving uh, or co- contributing yeah. towards the community. Now Richard could go and go and make a comment uh, in the group to say, listen, the Mangonani might be a nice place. But their buying experience is poor. Mm. Mangunani should be part of that that customer discussion, yeah. um, because they should be picking up on on these these um, discussions that are going on about their brand, um, and they should then be reacting to them. They should contact Richard to say, yeah. "Listen, we heard you had a bad experience. You know what? Give mm-hmm. me your credit card details over the phone. Let's take your booking. Let's get you there." Yeah. When he arrives, they should be giving him the red carpet treatment and yeah. so on. But but it should be that community network that's spreading the word and, and sending out these alarms. Yeah. Also, conversely, if the resort is part of a bigger a bigger group where people are talking. Mm. Um, it's going to hammer their brand if if people with influence um, spread bad news about them. And these days, it's not even people with influence; it's just people who have the right turn of phrase on social mm. media. But, but now mm. you don't have you don't have to have a microphone and a radio yeah. show to have influence yeah, these yeah, days. Exactly. If you, you take a look thumbs. at who's got influence um, yeah. on Amazon.com, the people who have influence are the star reviewers. Yes. So people who read books for fun and happen to do a lot of reviews, they don't uh, who are powerful these people. people exactly. <laughs> One of them slated one of my books, all right? Okay. They read 10 pages of GarageBand, which incidentally is an amazing book. Uh, of written course. by Adam Rubinovich. <laughs> <laughs> Always has selling got, there, Adam. Has got rave reviews. In fact, in fact, won an award for, it was runner-up in the 2016 Best Indie Book of yeah. the Year. Okay. So okay. it's not a nonsense book. She read 10 pages. She slated it as sexist, abuses, dis- disgusting, and her one-star review, simply because she's a top reviewer on Amazon, mm. stays with that book forever. Okay, mm. I don't think I've wow. sold any books on Amazon for a long time since she posted that comment. Now, mm. it, it goes to show that, that, that people on, on these social communities develop status. Mm. Amazon yeah. gave reviewers the opportunity yeah. to become um, important. To, power to hold status. Exactly, and they, yeah. have, they mm. have power. Now, what, what are we saying about these social communities? If, if you can get it right to crack the formula for how you can create the social capital for people, and help them expand or in, in, in advance in their own quest to become socially more important, um, then, then you've, you've attracted them into your community. Mm. So, Adam, I love what you're saying, mm-hmm. but are you telling me as a business owner now to spend hours and hours and hours on Facebook? What are you actually <laughs> saying I must do? <laughs> so you're asking, you're asking the right person and the wrong person because the right person to the point that I've, I, my, my ears are pricked up and I now know we must yeah. pay attention. But, yeah. but how to do it, we're not quite there yet. Okay. But um, when, you've got, when you've got a Facebook page, yeah. you've got nothing. Nobody's interacting with a Facebook page. Yeah. People will interact with a group because you can have discussions with other people okay. about something, about the, the, the topic, about the purpose for which this group has been formed. So if you have, um, if you have time, you then need to mine that group to create discussion topics, to bring people in, okay. to spread the word. Um, but a group gives people a forum or a platform to share and contribute, as long as the group yeah. remains valuable. Yeah. How many groups are you a member of on Facebook? 
Five. How many groups have you actually contributed to so, in the so, last so six I weeks? I participate in those five. The rest, I don't. I might be groups. I might participate, but I don't yeah. know. Mm. So I, I, I asked that question because yeah. a lot of people have numerous groups mm. on their on their list yeah. of groups, but they don't actively they don't participate. Yeah. So, so if the group is relevant to you, you will then participate. And this is why I'm saying that that Facebook began as a huge broad social network, but the value of of Facebook now becomes these niche communities and groups. So, so, so building a community obviously involves social media, but is that where it begins and ends? What, what? I'm asking you difficult questions. <laughs> Smile. I, I, I don't think it, it can begin and end with social okay. media because okay. at the end of the day, people live outside of their cell phones. Yes. Mm. It, it's a, it's a, it's a tool to reach people. Can you tell my children that? I wish I could tell my children <laughs> that. Mm. Uh, but but if you do yeah. cut your Wi-Fi off and pull the plug on your okay. router, mm. conversations at home happen. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, I, I was going to say, you you know what gets the kids' attention more? The lights going out or the Wi-Fi router dropping? The Wi-Fi going down. Yeah, the Wi-Fi but, going But coming down. back to the question of, like, where this customer community building, how does it happen? If As a listener, how do I make it happen? Yeah, how do I do this? <laughs> well, I, I think firstly, you, you have to ask yourself the, 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 the telling question, is my value proposition strong enough to build the customer community? Okay. Not everyone is. You know, mm. just because, for example, just because I buy from Woolies and I love the Woolies brand mm. is not going to make me an active contributor or an active participant okay. of a Woolies community. Yeah. All right? but, but give me something that I'm passionate about, I'll join. Yeah. Mm. So if, if your brand can connect with me on a number of different levels – that resonate with me, I may well participate. I may okay. participate as a spectator yeah. and, and listen to the opinions of others, yeah. um, and I may participate as a contributor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what is your value proposition? And is it meaningful for the people you're trying to attract? Mm. And I guess the only way to test that is to create quick and easy groups like a, like a Facebook On group, attract some people, and start mm. the discussions. Mm. Um, but, but, but it's not as simple as just creating the group. You then have to work it. You've got to promote articles and content of interest yeah. that keeps your readers coming back or that keeps your community coming back and that sparks discussion mm. now if you if you read what what the writers of these of these articles and theories are saying it's more than just about creating a community it, it's it's a whole discipline it's almost a full-time job for an yeah. individual to be your your community minor or your community manager well i mean i was, was going to say i've heard people say my job i am a community manager at x and i go okay so we now have jobs yeah in organizations to manage communities. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you're really making me think of a guy by the name of Trip Connolly. He's got his book called Peak and how he uses Maslow to get companies to, to start building communities. And the one example that he uses is, is Harley Davidson hmm. and how Harley has now gotten people to be such a part of the community that even if they can't afford the bike, they've got the tattoo yeah. and committing your flesh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to a brand. That's a big commitment. Well, you, um, you, you can, you can start buying into the Harley brand in small chunks. You can buy, t-shirt. you can buy the leather, you can put it on the back of your leather jacket. You can, yeah. you can buy mm. the old uh, war helmet. Yeah. Um, but, but, but it is about, it's a lot more work than just creating a group yeah. and hoping things happen. Mm. Um, you have to then go through what people are saying and you have to pick up trends. Mm. You have to understand what people are saying about your brand. Um, so you're creating surveys to, to as well. You're you're really oh, there's a, there's a grimace. Yeah, I, I grimace when it comes to surveys. <laughs> surveys. <and> I, <laughs> I was going to say like, mm, both said, Adam and I gave you the look there. But, but, but I won't, I won't even questions. press the button at the end of the phone call to do a survey. Okay, yeah. but you're asking questions. But but you have to you have to then proactively see what people yeah. are saying, and that's a full time job. Okay. Can you imagine? Okay, so, uh, so I could, do have to spend a lot of time on Facebook. You you, you somebody would need to spend. So I have a lot to of time. allocate resources. To uh, making sure 
that there is visible engagement on uh, social media uh, platforms. Uh, engagement. I, I think that's one for me. One of the biggest social media slash community fallacies that that is out there is that it'll just happen. Let it go. Yeah. yeah. It, it it's not it's 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 just a different way of engaging with the people that you care about and your customers and suppliers even and staff and whatever else that you choose to engage via a community yeah. and and in fact that's that's an interesting element of people always think of a, a community that we use the word customer community yeah as as kind of a one word you know two words but same you know in the in that single meaning Actually, your communities are far wider than that. Your customers. Right? And, and they're far wider than just your customer. It's a supplier base. It's a staff base. And when those communities interact, then you start getting some interesting stuff. And yeah. also, by the way, that's when you, you hear the truth really hits the you know, hits mm. out. Because if you are telling your customers that it's a great product and your staff are saying it's a lousy bummer. Yeah. Okay. Trust me, they'll get it'll get out there into your customer community whether you like it or not. So you better understand what your different communities are saying, so that you can make sure you understand what the message really sure. is. True. The, uh, for me, the one thing about customer communities that rings so true is it's always honest. It's always but, honest, and it's always on. Yeah. So you you can't you can't avoid it. And I mean, back to your point of your reviewers and and your and your book scenario. So was that an honest review? The honor, uh, the answer is absolutely not. And and she should have been drowned out by other people in the community drowning out her negative ten page. You know, I read ten, ten page pages, sure. ten page reads, and you, you um, can tell I'm very happy about this review. Yeah, exactly. But but the point is, you know, if the rest of the community had had equal say and sway. Mm. You would get a, a more balanced view of the truth. Yeah, indeed. Um, I, I often, you know, people uh, people always say, you know, like Abraham Lincoln said, you know, don't always believe what you hear on the internet. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, there, and, there, and therein lies the point. Um, you know, the, the reality is, you can't always buy. The fake news element is always there. I mean, we, we talked about it, uh, in fact, a few weeks back in our sustainability show about the world of fake news is, is out there. But when it comes to the community, the community actually very quickly dissects out the fake news elements. You can't fool the community. No, they, they'll, when you're, they'll debate it in public. They'll yeah, take it out in the, in the public forum. Yeah, and, and, and in a way – that's good because it brings a level of accountability to organizations and people and executive and everybody who's involved in that, in that space in your business. But now, I mean, when, when you talk about building a community, I mean, the one thing that, that, uh, you know, for me is when you have a community, you're not only building your reputation, you're also building your Customers and community members' reputations, because suddenly they now have a vo- have a voice that they that they get into. Um, so, in a way, you know, uh, this is a little bit of a all this the quid pro quo. You building your community, they building their stature and their reputation and their affiliation in the in the wider network. I mean, how do you how do you help people build their status as community members? I think that again goes to the value proposition. If, 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 if for example, I don't know, if you talk about cars and you're in a mm. forum or, or a group that speaks about cars and, um, what's coming out in the market and which one's a good, uh, good ride and a bad drive or a great, you know, great one to buy for a small family, a large family. 
Um, people will talk and eventually, you know, people will start believing or, or, or buying the opinions of others. And, and, and those people will kind of rise as, as, um, respected members of the community. You've got the ability to rate other people's contributions to the social yeah. network. And, and so the, the uh, more positive ratings a person has, the more they, they become more popular and their status grows. It's up to you to build status. If you look at what Waze did, Waze the mapping application, mm. Mm. um, Waze got people to contribute everything towards the value of the app. Yeah. So it, it is, it's in a, a way, it's a community, a community based driven, driven yeah. thing, but, but you don't necessarily communicate by, you know, by adding content because it's, it's aimed at people on the road. Mm. However, you can contribute by pressing a button on your phone to say there are cops yeah. here. Mm. Um, there's roadworks here. There's mm. danger here. Um, people then also get rewarded in terms of a ways status for using ways more and more and for building up traveling miles and so on. And so within the whole network, there's a way of rewarding and promoting status. So if you look at your Waze um, console and you see who's around you, the little icon shows their status. And the, the longer you've been on the app, the, the, the greater your status is until you eventually reach the top. So it, it's, it's up to the ingenuity and the creativity of the people behind the group as to where and how you create the status. So, and this sounds like a terrible, terribly large amount of work to be done. <laughs> the question I have is, can I afford to not do it? Is there a world in which I can afford to not do this? I, I'm going to make a, a, um, a, an educated guess and say I think it depends on the size okay. of your business and the size of your audience yeah. and where you're planning on being. Yeah. So Vodacom, for example, cannot afford to miss this because they are a, um, a, a continent-wide organization. They have, yeah. they're, they're, they're all over Africa. They have to be aware of what people say. Um, if you want to test this, get on Facebook and post a bad comment about Vodacom. Mm. They'll probably phone you because that's how active they are in this space. Um, if you're a small business and you're, you're running a small business and, and you only have you know, a, a certain kind of reach within, a, within a, um, your, your geographical region, maybe not. Mm. Um, if you're planning on going national, you probably do. So I, I think it's going to depend on, on where your business is and what stage of, of growth you're at and how big you're planning on being. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I'm just thinking about all these little Facebook groups called I Love This Area and I Love That Area. If you've got a coffee shop in that area that served something that wasn't nice, kind of the whole Boy, area knows. You need to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. But, but, but even so, if you, if you now take that, all right, if you, if you take um, the, 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 the fact that the coffee shop is a community. Yeah. Mm. A lot of people go to coffee shops alone. And sit and work. If you can engage a community spirit in a coffee shop by using this yeah. this whole community network, you can grow loyalty to your coffee shop. There are hundreds now out there. There are different chains. There are different brands. There are different sort mm. of um, boutique brands, and so it's now becoming more and more important to attract and and keep your customer loyalty base. Mm. Why mm. should I come to you instead of somebody else? And I will if I feel like I'm part of something bigger. Yeah. And so yeah, what you're saying, you may be a small. Coffee it's shop, just the, the extent to which you're doing it yeah, you might be to, different. You need to be observed. And, yeah. and, and I think as well, you mustn't get caught in the, well, this is how it's done mode. So talking about the community, I, I saw an interesting one the other day. I saw this coffee shop with a sign outside. And I mean, I've seen it posted a few times in other places, so it wasn't unique to these guys. And they had a sign up outside that said, no, we don't have Wi-Fi. When you're here, you have to talk to each other. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> and I thought to myself, well, 
that's different. That's a novel space because how many people, I mean, I've, I've observed people, four people walk into a coffee shop, sit down and all four take out their phones and start texting and working. Well, I want to tell you something. I took my family on holiday to Thailand. We spent 10 days in the most beautiful places, some of the most beautiful places in the world. Mm-hmm. Every teeny little place we went into, the kids are saying, what's the Wi-Fi password? <laughs> <laughs> Can you look around you and see what's not on your phone for five they'll, they'll minutes? They'll look at the photos of the place on, on the, the phone. phone. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's part of their lives. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if, if you want to play in that game, you've got to be in that yeah. space. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like like going to the coffee shop you've mentioned here. It's like going to somewhere where I can't bring my limbs with me. <laughs> yeah, I've had my... But now, a coffee my... shop is supposed to be a connected Wi-Fi space. A coffee mm. shop that's, that's choosing not to be Wi-Fi connected is going to alienate most of its customers. Yeah, yeah for... Well, inter- interesting perspective that the that the owner has on yeah. that one. Adam, it's been great chatting to you about customer communities. I, I think it's really clear that this is an area that's evolving and evolving quite quickly. Um, to Safir's point, an area that has a lot of work. Yeah, so, and now I can explain to my husband that when I'm on Facebook, I'm actually working. <laughs> I'm actually working. Yeah, yeah. Ah, good one there. Good one there. That was Adam Rabinovitz, our guest for today. Thank you very much for your time, Adam. We really appreciate your insights. Thanks for having me on the show. One final word, if I can, quickly before we part. If you want to test what these communities are like, get onto a website called goodreads.com. Participate as a member. Share Mm. some of the books that you've read and see what it's like to engage as a community in a sort of fairly broadly based, uh, broadly applicable community. Okay. There's some great insight there. Thank you, Adam. Really appreciate your insights. Next up is our business conversation. Stay with us. This is cliffcentral.com.